All right. Welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we have an awesome, awesome interview with Eli King, freshman guard, top 15 recruit in Iowa State history. We'll get into all of that. And if you're listening to this by now, you are already aware that five-star power forward Omaha Bailu has announced his commitment to Iowa State. We actually had that in breaking news with our interview with Eli. So it was just a really, really cool moment. One of my favorite moments we've had uh, doing this podcast so far. Just kind of got to talk about it off the cuff with Eli, just about this class, this team that Odds is building. It's truly an empire. And it was just great having Eli on. But as always, we are brought to you by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. Head on over there for their every single day deal of $5 pitchers. It can be rum, vodka, tequila, whatever you want. And also, please head on over to isucyclonesports.com. That's where we've been getting a lot of our uh, news content from the Omaha Bailu commitment. We've been following very closely, thanks to isucyclonesports.com. And, of course, check out Iowa Chill's website while you're at it. And without further ado, here is Eli King. Today, we have a very special player. Our first current basketball player, a top 15 recruit in ISU history, four-star recruit via rivals, a finalist for Minnesota, Mr. Basketball, and your new freshman guard for Iowa State, we have Eli King. Eli, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. No problem, man. Um, so I heard in a recent interview, so sorry, I'm not calling this guy out. He probably deserves a little bit more kudos, but you mentioned to him that Iowa State and Iowa were your top two choices, you know, kind of your finalists coming into it. I know that you're, you know, more of a small town guy. So kind of looking and I, I know that Ames was one of those things that you said, you know, it's a little bit more of a small town campus, but was it also one of those things where you're like, Hey, I, I kind of want a sweet 16 appearance. And I also went on Twitter once and saw the Iowa Hawkeyes fan base. I was like, eh, yeah, just, I, I don't have to go there. Was that kind of what led you to, you know, your decision to commit to Iowa State? Uh, not quite, but obviously both are successful programs and I like the thought of both of them that they were in the Midwest and the communities of the two schools and all that. And I just felt very comfortable with Iowa State's coaching staff and knew them and had a good relationship with them. And I liked the culture they were building here and it was something I really looked forward to joining. And I mean, if you go to games at Hilton, obviously crazy and the atmosphere and uh, the backing of Iowa State fans is sweet here in Ames. That's awesome. Newt and I spoke um, on one of our most recent episodes, just kind of how – this isn't even a question. I just want to get your input. How Hilton Coliseum, and kind of similar to Jack, to Jack Tri Stadium with our football recruiting, is one of those kind of cheat code recruitment tools I feel like we have. Um, I remember one time I was at a game watching Corey Lucius as a recruit coming in and he was just bouncing off the walls, just chest bumping all of the student section. And, I, and at that moment, I'm like, he's, he's going to commit to Iowa State. So was there a specific game that maybe you attended or did you even step foot in Hilton Coliseum before you committed? You know, kind of what was the draw for Hilton Coliseum to you? Right. So I had uh, been... I came to a game my sophomore year of high school under Steve Prohm still, and they weren't having the greatest year. They played Texas Tech and uh, uh, got beat pretty bad, but you still saw all the fans. It was still sold out. 
it was uh, a great atmosphere and it was when it wasn't going great. So that shows how uh, loyal they are and that you can imagine how great it would be. And then when you're having a successful year and this year, I was able to come to the Iowa game, the Baylor game at home. And uh, those are obviously sweet when I mean the Baylor one, I think it was a top 10 matchup and obviously yeah. the Iowa one's going to be crazy. So yeah, it was really nice to get to them and, uh, it's an insane atmosphere, but I was already committed before those two. But. You chose a good game to come for that Iowa Iowa State one. That was uh, that was sweet. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. A lot of fun to watch that one. Uh, you talked a little bit about the culture and and what's getting built here. I, I guess I, I want to like touch on that more. You know, are you how excited are you to kind of play TJ style of game? It's, it's as an Iowa State fan, it's definitely something different than what we've seen over the past years, where. You know, it's, it's grinding it out on the defensive end and really making teams work for buckets. You know, um, how do you feel about that? What's like kind of the appeal to that? You know, I feel like that's always maybe a harder draw to get, you know, recruits in. Like a lot of people are like, I want to be scoring versus like, hey, I want to be getting shot clock violations or I want to be getting steals or, or I want to be grinding this out. So, um, you know, how excited are you to, to learn from TJ and, and play that that style of, of game? Yeah, I think um, I think his style offensively and defensively fits me a lot. And uh it takes some getting used to and uh, improving and I'll have to continue keep getting better at that. But definitely if you look at all the successful programs and the national championship winners and a lot of the final four teams, they all started on the defensive end and are great defensively. So, I mean, if you want to build that culture and stuff and have a winning program, you can't just outscore teams every single game. Uh, you got to rely on the defensive end and, uh, if you have a rough offensive game, you still give yourself a chance to win. So I think it's a big part and uh, probably helps recruiting wise to the toughness and things of that nature. I would agree. I thought that was a big, a big draw too of, you know, winning national championships and playing in the tournament is you get those teams that maybe haven't faced a defensive like juggernaut or a very good defensive team. And they have to try and figure it out in that quick of a turnaround. It'd be really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, you know, carries a lot of teams to the championship. If you are slightly off um, offensively a little bit, you can make up for it on the other end by sticking. You know, we saw Iowa State do that plenty this year where it was like offensively is is Brockington or bust. And um, even, even still on the defensive end, everyone was still grinding it out to, to keep them in games. And that's a lot of fun to watch versus I think kind of the previous stuff where it's like you're you're in a marathon and you're just hoping to hit buckets and you can't stop them on the other end. So Right. Yep. Yeah. So I saw that you didn't get a phone until your junior year of high school. Was that like your first phone you've ever gotten or was that the first time you've gotten like a smartphone? First phone I ever got was May of my junior year. You didn't even have like a flip phone. You didn't even Andrew Luckett beforehand. Nothing. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is, this is so wild to me. (laughs) I can't believe this. So like genuinely curious how would you like you know growing up when your parents would like you know drop you off at basketball practice like what if they hit traffic they're like hey i'm gonna be 30 minutes late would you just be like hey i mean i'm not gonna get that communication i'm just gonna just chill here until they get here you know those times where you actually like you know needed that dependence on either your parents or just someone where you know communication nowadays to us is just so second nature i mean how was that just like not having a phone yeah, I think it was uh, it was interesting and obviously, but growing up, I feel like in a small town, you know a lot of people and stuff, and 
if uh, I had a buddy and my parents weren't there and his parents were already picking them up, I'd be willing to ask them, hey, can I call my parents? They should be here. And I'm not. And I felt like I was raised in a family where communicating was important and stuff. And I wasn't scared to communicate with people, I guess. I wasn't just going to sit there and be wondering where are my parents, you know. And then it was also nice. I mean, basketball-wise, my dad was at a lot of stuff and was with me ever since a young age. So usually I came with him and left with him. So that wasn't a big deal. But, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, once I got to middle school, a lot of my buddies had phones too. So I'd use theirs. I memorized my parents' phone numbers. So I always knew it. So it wasn't too difficult. But then as I got older, I mean, I was used to it by then. All my older siblings did the same thing. So I kind of knew what it was and I never really felt the need to have a phone and uh sure it was nice and situations to have but I never really felt like I needed it how many numbers do you just have memorized then since you have, you probably were always having a bar phone. like do you have like a ton of them or it's just like I feel like that's always a very funny thing because I I felt like I grew up right at the end of landline so I have like my elementary <laughs> school friends phone numbers memorized but then like anyone I've met from like junior high on, I don't know their numbers at all. And it's, it's very weird and funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, all I have memorized is my three siblings, my two parents. <laughs> Since I never really called anyone else that much. And then, so now that I do have a phone, I just got their names in, but I have those five memorized. Man, I have so much respect for that. Like, I seriously think that's so cool. The reason I'm like kind of chuckling right now is I, I've genuinely never met anyone that's been younger than me that hasn't had a phone. Like, if anything, maybe a flip phone just for the sake of communicating. Um, you know, my fiance and I have like said, you know, if, if we're lucky enough to have kids, you know, we are going to give them a flip phone, uh, you know, until high school, just because we want them to stay off social media. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes social media can really impact just how we communicate with one another. I mean, nowadays people will send a like and expect that to be a flirtatious thing to someone rather than just going up to their crush and saying, hi, you know, and, and it's yep. just, it floors me kind of what social media has done to our society. Um, and, and there's obviously some great things that came from it, but you know, how do you think that's kind of impacted you maybe mentally, like, has it just been all ball because, Hey, I don't really have any of these outside distractions. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, it's not really paying attention to any of the outside noise, uh, just focusing on me getting better and our team or whatever, in whatever case it is. So I think, uh, yeah, kind of just same focus. Uh, again, I wasn't scrolling through my phone or spending an hour on my phone watching TikTok as a middle schooler or stuff like that. So I think you, you I, don't need to go on TikTok. You don't need to. <laughs> right. It was, <laughs> it was nice uh, to kind of just get away from it and all that. And I was used to it. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a problem for me. And uh, I think there are many benefits of uh, not having a phone. I love that. Love that. Um, so growing up, who, who would you say you like, who are some of your favorite athletes? Um, you know, whether it's in basketball that you maybe emulate your game around or, or in other sports that you love to watch and took a lot of inspiration from, I always like to get athletes perspective on like who they really like to, to watch or study or, or try and take pieces from. Yeah. I'd say, um, I'm big, like Derek Rose, John wall, um, kind of the like athletic guards that are in the NBA. Uh, those are, 
two, um, probably the main two. Um, now I'm kind of a John Morant fan. Um, I like him a lot. Um, I'd say Derrick Rose and John Wall, though, were probably two of the main ones. Uh, just athletic guards who could do a little bit of everything in offensive end and defensive end of the floor. Did, did you have the the John Wall like Rezig shoes? Did you did you ever get those? I didn't. I did not. Uh, I got I got those my I I I rocked those my my sophomore year basketball. They were they were cool. They fell apart pretty easily. Um, but <laughs> I, I love I love John Wall too. So I feel yeah. that. So you like the uh the athletic point guard. What are your thoughts on Russell Westbrook? He he might be listening to this, just so you know. So I like him. He's another one that I like. I think he uh, didn't have a great last year, but, uh, yeah, what he's done in his career has been crazy and all that. And I hopefully he has a bounce back year and uh, gets gets a little bit better than he was last year. But, I mean, yeah, big fan of him and all that. So so I, I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan. I got to admit, I think um, I'm also very big on kind of know your role, know your rank. Uh, just because I think that enables you to play the best with the people around you. Um, and so watching him this past season was, I'll just admit it, it just pissed me off because I'm like, my gosh, man, I'm like just the style of play. I think sometimes you have to be willing to adapt. And I think um, I didn't, it's not that I lost respect for him just because the way he plays the game is just 100 miles an hour all the time. And that's why I have so much respect for him. Right. Yeah. Um, it's impressive in today's NBA that every single night he's out there and playing. Is about yeah. Off. Do you think it, it can work in LA with him? Or do you think it's one of those things where the relationship is already fractured and, you know, maybe it's just best for him to kind of find his own team or what are your thoughts on his situation in LA? I, I'm asking questions, like I said, off the rails today. <laughs> yep. Um, with their current roster, like I'd say, I think it can work to where they have a deep playoff run. I don't think, I don't think they can win at all how they are right now, or I don't think they will, but, I think they can be a lot more successful than they were last year. Yeah. I would agree with that. So my next question, we already talked about your offer from Iowa, Iowa state. You had offers just from everywhere, Minnesota, Notre Dame, Stanford. And so kind of with Notre Dame and Stanford, I don't know about Stanford in particular, but I know that Notre Dame was also looking at you for football. Was it just one of those things where you're like, Hey, um, you know, you're clearly a very smart guy. It's not an easy thing to get offers from those two schools. You know, what kind of propelled your decision to come to Iowa State was just like, hey, I, I don't want to be a nerd. I, I want to go, you know, just roll clones. <laughs> well, so first off, North, Notre Dame was actually only football, not basketball. And wow. Stanford was both basketball and football had each offered me. So I think, uh, yeah, obviously – the Notre Dame one was really, I just knew I wanted to play basketball. So I wasn't really as interested in that one. And then the Samford one, they were definitely up there. Uh, really liked their basketball program and stuff in the area. I just, yeah, like the thought of staying in the Midwest, staying closer. Um, again, I think we have a great community here. City's not too big. Um stuff like that. I think I'm just very comfortable and only three hours away from home. And uh, that's really important to me. Family be able to come watch a lot easier. Love that. 
Um, so you sat out your junior year with uh, an ACL injury. How is that? How's how is recovering from that physically, and also like the mental aspect of like trying to get back to where you were, or, like you know, overcoming that? Have you had you had like big injuries prior to that that maybe you could lean on that, or was this sort of your first experience with that? And, and just kind of if you could describe, you know, working back through that and and getting back to you know an elite level again. Yeah, I think. Uh... So that was my first main injury, really my only main one that I've had um, where I was out for an extended period of time. But uh, physically, it was like at the start, it was it was tough. I mean, it hurt quite a bit. Um, sleeping was tough, things like that. Um, and then the stretching and strengthening stuff at the beginning for the first. Well, for the first six weeks, I couldn't put any weight on it. So uh, that was rough. I'm um, just getting around stunk and all that. And then I would say, so the first two months probably were rough, uh, just barely doing simple, just lift my leg up, put it down, boring stuff. Um, and then after that point, it got a little easier. Once I was actually like lifting a little bit or working on doing squats, not much weight, but stuff like that, or balancing on just my right leg, the bad leg, uh, I think that made it a lot better because I was actually doing stuff and not moving. And uh, so at that point, it started to get a little easier. And then mentally wise, it was nice that we were in the middle of the basketball season. Obviously not because I was missing it, but because I had a place to go and I wasn't just sitting on the couch the whole day. I went to every practice, went to all the games uh, just to be with the guys and they understood what I was going through and we had a really good team that year and I was able to watch and uh, just still enjoy it and find ways to talk with guys and help out. And uh, it was still an experience I could learn from and uh, make me stronger in the end. How was like coming back and, and playing again? Was there any sort of like fear or like worry of, of like your body or did you, were you like, you know, no, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm going to, I'm going to keep on. It was nice because uh like, right when I got back, I only played with my high school team at the start. Like, I held off on AAU for the first couple of weeks. And uh, my dad's our head basketball coach. So that was nice because if there was – I was only playing short spurts two minutes at a time. It's nice in that controlled setting where he'd call a timeout and I knew he would if it wasn't – if it was going to go over that time. So – it was nice. Uh, he controlled it well and all that. And it was actual playing wise was a little rough, uh, just getting back up to speed and all that. And now uh, with reads and stuff like that. So, but then once I got to AU, I had already been playing a little bit and started getting into longer spurts. So again, that was the first time I played good, really good competition actually. So it was still a challenge and still wasn't great, but, uh, it was nice just to get back on the court playing with guys, playing with my teammates and friends. Amazing. One thing I just respect about you is kind of how aware you are. And first of all, your highlights are just literally out of this world. Like the dude that can bend his back that way and just slam it down like LeBron James. Like what, what, come on. How, how, how can you do that? That's crazy, man. But um, one thing that you mentioned was you want to work on, you know, getting stronger and working on your shot. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, adjusting to the faster pace of play in D1 athletics is, you know, quite an adjustment. I can't even imagine. Um, specifically, you said you feel like you're getting to the rim when you're not. 
Um, and that's just, again, something I, my brain can't even compute. Cause I, I, I watch how fast the style of play is just from the stands. And I'm not even playing it. And I just see how much faster it is, how much more physical it is. So how have those two things been going for you? Just kind of working on, you know, your shot, um, specifically, you know, kind of building some muscle and just overall adjusting to the faster pace of play. Yeah, I think uh, putting on weight stuff and muscle uh, has been great. Uh, Coach Link's great with that stuff and already put on probably just under 10 pounds. Um, so it's been nice doing that stuff. And uh, I feel like I'm getting stronger and stuff and enjoying it, that part of it. And obviously actual playing wise, physicality wise, you're still getting used to it and you're not there yet but uh, working towards it. And then with my shot and stuff, I feel like I've been shooting it good and uh, getting more comfortable with that and uh, more confident. And then the speed of it, like you were saying, uh, yeah, it's, it's different. Cause I mean, you see like there's a lane to get to the rim and uh, then, you know, Shun or Rob Jones is there and you're not going to get there to the rim. So you got to play. Jones. Yeah. It's different when, you're going up against them than a six foot three shot blocker in high school that barely grabs rim, you know? So, uh, um, so yeah, it's a lot different. And, um, but yeah, it's better. And it's, I feel like I'm improving with that and uh, just kind of taking my time more with that stuff and playing off two feet and uh, just trying to make the easy play. How cool is it to dunk? Newton and I wouldn't know. So we need, we need other people to tell us. It's it's pretty cool, and especially at the start, like when you're first getting it down, like it's really fun. And then your first in-game dunk is very fun. And then you get how old to were you in your first where, in-game dunk? I'm sorry, I don't uh, mean to interrupt. But how old were you? Uh, I was spring in my eighth grade, so AU. After my <laughs> yep. Sheesh. how tall were you in eighth grade? Probably five ten. Five. Oh nine. my gosh! Yeah, five ten probably. Dude, we're I'm 5'10 and I've never even gotten close. The I I like to think I have good hops. Like I don't know. That was just something that I always thought I did well. And I dunked a tennis ball and I freaked out. I'm like, are you kidding? Did you guys see that? He threw it down at 5'9, 5'10 in eighth grade. Do you know what your vertical is? It's a little under 40. <laughs> 37, 38, 37, I think it is. Dude, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Newt, you say something. I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> um, I'm very jealous. Uh, I uh, I was very close to being able to dunk. I, I um, was able to actually get the ball over the rim. I couldn't um, – I didn't have a good enough grip on it to, to bend it down, so I kept putting it off the back iron. And then I started drinking, and all hopes of uh, <laughs> all hopes yeah. of uh, uh, being able to dunk kind of went out the window since then. Um, it's like one of those life goals of mine that – it feels like it's just getting further away at this point. Um, you're you're about a year away from your prime, though. No, what, what is, is true. the prime? Twenty eight years old. 20, yeah, you know, athletic like twenty to thirty. Yeah. Um. So I might. I don't know. I might just spend like six months of my life and just solely dedicate all physical like workouts and movements to just being able to dunk and then just dunk and then just be done with it. I can't even imagine dunking like in game like. If I ever did that, I would just be done playing after that. Like, all right, see you guys. I'm going home. Like, I, just be like yeah. Yeah, great day, great day. I'm I'm done. I don't need to like worry about missing some layup or some bullshit. I just dunk on you guys, like in a game. Yeah, it's it's one of the better feelings. That's for sure. 
did, did you work on your hops at all? Or was that just kind of something you were naturally gifted? And I, I mean, I, to some extent, it's, it's obviously got to be a little bit of natural gifts, but you know, even natural gifts will take you to 33 inch vertical, which is really high. And then to go up to a little under 40, I mean, that's just like, how, how did you get there, man? <laughs> yeah. I think ever since I was at a really young age, uh, I was constantly doing stuff with my older brothers and older sister and, uh, just going wherever they were going. So I think I was always just doing stuff, which helped with coordination and all that stuff. And then as I got older, we were lifted and all that stuff. And then also plyometric workouts, um, different stuff like that. So I, I definitely did work on it. Yeah. And part of it's natural too in genes, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I, ever since I was younger, I've had, uh, athleticism, I would say, and then just, kind of kept working at it and kept improving. All right, new plyometrics. Get on it, man. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm going to do. Like all this lower body jumping explosive stuff for like six months. I'm just going to dedicate myself <laughs> to it. I'm going to well, quit my job. Just do that for eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. You just got to see uh, a video when you get it. Yes. Oh, there will for sure be video. It's like the only thing I'll, I'll only talk about it for like a month straight too, to people like, Hey, I dunked recently. Like just <laughs> go, <laughs> go up to random people like, in a bar. It's like, Hey, I, like, I know you told me I, yesterday. I dunked. <laughs> yeah. My roommates every day. Hey guys, did you know that I dunked yesterday? Like <laughs> the shirt. Yep. That, that'll never happen. I mean, I've already admitted it now. So. Now I, I want to happen. I, I uh, I'm motivated. <laughs> okay eli i got okay a lot of this is dumb questions if you haven't figured that out i have probably my dumbest question so you committed to iowa state on april 20th 2020 and did you know that you committed to iowa state on 420 like was there a state of mind that you're in that you know might have impacted your decision be like oh yeah let's let's go uh roll clones i guess <laughs> I'll be honest with you, like, if you would have asked me the date right now, I would have said early May. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea it was April 20th. Um, it makes sense. I knew it was around that area. But, no, I was not affected by any outside substance. And uh, <laughs> that was just happened to be the day, I guess. I, I apologize if you're getting a, one of those random drug tests coming. Actually, do they even do that with college athletes? They don't, right? That's just a – NBA NFL thing well not even anymore but whatever off the rails like I said so I'm um, gonna transition into my next question <laughs> um, we talked about football right and I'm a football guy it, it goes football one basketball two for me and everything else from there I'm just a casual fan of but uh, you know getting an offer from Notre Dame Stanford and, and Iowa and Minnesota I believe as well for football I could be wrong there um First question, were you recruited as an athlete or a quarterback? Uh, actually, wide receiver. Oh, wide so receiver. Okay. So I played my freshman and sophomore year of high school at wide out, and it was after my sophomore year and going into my junior year. That is when most of the football schools were heavily recruiting me. So, like I said, I'm a football guy. I went through and watched your huddle tape. Um, you actually threw a very solid ball. Cause I think now that you're saying this, I did recall that you, um, that you transitioned there just cause it was kind of the best decision for the team at the time. Usually if you take, you know, your most athletic kid throwing the QB position, even if he's not that great of a thrower, you're usually gonna be fine. However, yep. it looked like you read the defense very well, 
threw a very good ball. Is it ever one of those things where, man, I miss playing quarterback just because my opinion, quarterback is the greatest position in all of sports in entirety. And so to me, that would be a hard thing to almost give up. So was that hard for you to give up quarterback or you're like, actually, I, I kind of prefer catching the ball more. Well, so I like played quarterback my whole way up. And then because my middle brother, uh, two years older than me, was playing quarterback and I wasn't going to beat him out. Is So I played wide out my freshman and sophomore year. So it was nice having a – if you're at wide out and you have a really good quarterback, I think that's uh, hard to beat, I would say. So I enjoyed quarterback a lot. If I was going to go to college and play it, play quarterback or wide receiver and add the option, I th- think in a passing system, I think I'd still pick wide out. I think uh, – I think I just enjoy it more being out there. It's more of a one-on-one area. Um, probably not quite, not that quarterback's the most physical, but it can be at times. And uh, I think I'd probably still stick with wide out that I enjoyed it a little more. You got some tape on you mossing anyone? Yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't the huddle tape that you saw. Because I only played three high school three games at quarterback my junior year because of COVID. Huh. Or like my sophomore year at wide out, we played 14 or whatever. And I swear I saw it. like 15 minutes worth of film on you playing quarterback. So uh, yeah, I, I went <laughs> to the wrong link. I swear, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to look at it immediately after this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll throw a little clip up there somewhere, but uh, yeah. What, what was, um, kind of the main decision to, you know, make that transition, dedicate all of this for, you know, just basketball, because like you said, it's really hard. It sounds like you honestly could have maybe done both in college, but at the end of the day, I don't know if that would have been best. You know, it's D1 sports. You really have to have a complete and utter commitment to the sport you're playing. So it's really hard to do both. So was it just purely, I love ball. This is what I want to do. Or was there any sort of thing like, Hey, maybe I, I can have a longer career playing basketball, Football can be physically demanding. Um, you know, was there any sort of logic in that or was it purely just, I like basketball more? I think definitely what you just said with the physicalness, I think it will be easier on my body to play basketball than football. But uh, most of it was just, uh, I enjoyed basketball more, uh, enjoyed the practices, enjoyed playing, enjoyed the games more and all that. So I would say that's the main thing. And then with the reason why I didn't go out for football or one of the reasons was also my injury. I had gotten hurt my junior year of football during football and caused me to miss the whole basketball season, which I enjoyed more. So that's kind of why that's one of the main reasons why I didn't go out my senior year, but then also for which to choose in college was just more, I enjoyed basketball more. And that's kind of what I just saw myself doing. Thank you. So uh, how long have you been rocking this mustache for? I, I need a little bit more detail on this. Uh, is, is something that you're going to be ro- rocking in the, the season or what's going on here? You on team mustache? Uh, how long have you been rocking yours for? Um, I've, <laughs> I've had it on and off since my junior year of college because it took me a long time to be able to grow facial hair decently. But I haven't shaved this one for – over a year and a half now 
Oh my gosh. I yeah. Was that That's long? Crazy. But no, for me, so like I just had a little bit of a beard. I don't grow a great beard, but and I literally shaved it all last night and just left the mustache. But the mustache probably he knew he was coming on, new. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could feel it. <laughs> but the mustache has probably been growing for a little under a month, I would say. Yes, let's go. Are you keeping yep. it? Not not like for good, but for a little bit, it'll probably be think about it. Think about it. It's a a lifestyle. It'll grow on you. I used to grow it out for like a couple months and I'd shave it and then you you miss it after a while and then whatnot. And then the last time I shaved mine was New Year's Day 2021. And immediately when I shaved it, I was like, this is the dumbest fucking decision. (laughs) And then started growing it out again. And I've had it since. So that's where I'm at with it. But Dude, Eli, instead of the crowd chanting, Eli, e- what if they're just like, mustache, mustache? I mean, that would be pretty cool. I don't know. If it'd be, it'd be a pretty sweet like nickname. That. Good branding. Yeah, good branding. Right. You know, yeah. We're, we're all about branding with a mustache here, on there or some shit. You know, that'd be sick. You know, no matter how Hilton's chanting for me, that'd be sweet. So I'd take it. See, one thing you get from coming on this podcast, you really don't get much, but <laughs> dumb branding opportunities is one thing that we will for sure spin your way. So, uh, hey, don't say you didn't learn anything from us, right? Right. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Um, I got some breaking news, by the way. Nope. Eli? News? Is it good news here? I'm hoping it's good news. I Omaha Bailu, five-star power forward, committed to Iowa State. Can we get a quick little round of applause? (laughs) We we were, dude, do you know how many times we were like, oh my gosh, imagine a backcourt with AJ Green, Tyrese Hunter, Isaiah Brockington. And so we prevented ourselves from getting all pumped up about some of these recruits. I mean, Milan, Omaha. I mean, Eli, dude, you're a huge recruit. Like, it is actually so cool to watch this entire team just be bolstered of so much talent. And, and I actually have, I have a question on Tame and Lipsy and Demarion Watson, you know, later on too. And, and I haven't even mentioned them. So like, how does it feel to like truly just be a part of a team that, you know, you, you got a lot of star power yourself and now you got dudes surrounding you just like, man, we are going to, we got so much talent on this team and we can truly be here for, you know, the long haul to make a really, really solid impact and hell, dare I say, make a sweet, sweet 16 appearance. I think I can, I mean, Oz has done it on his first year. So I'm, I, I don't think I'm too outrageous saying that. So, I mean, just how does it feel to just have so much, you know, talent on this team? Yeah. Like, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I think what's the most impressive is probably the group of guys that you do it with. I think a lot of schools are probably purely just, trying to get really good basketball players. And I think Coach Otts and his staff does a great job of finding really good basketball players who are also really good people. And I think that goes into the culture and fits really well with this community. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting to know that they're going to keep bringing in the right guys and uh, keep building this program. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to look and see. Like, I, I already have met all of the, the three that have committed here, and they're all – super nice and super good at basketball and uh it's fun and the people uh Taman and Demarian who I came in with and then in the portal we know he's going to be bringing in people and then with the returners that we have it's going to be an exciting year and uh we have a lot of work to do but it's 
definitely looking looking good. I love that. We got a lot of work to do. You know, don't be satisfied quite yet. I love that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a very Iowa State, like Matt Campbell, all of the culture type quote right there <laughs> of just like can't can't be happy with where we're at. We're we're still trying to ascend. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Already a good cycle. Always. Look at that shit. You know, you haven't, even, <laughs> you haven't even done your first full semester yet, and you're 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 speaking like a like cardinal and gold over here. That's good, dude. That is one thing that Otz and uh, Campbell just they got on lock. They really get people who are already mature, but they continually make them into these hyper mature individuals, and just something I love. Not not really a question there. I just love it. Um. Oh, by the way. Has Campbell tried to reach out to you or is Otz just completely shielding him off? So, um, obviously they had offered me for football and I, uh, he's, I don't think he said much. I think at one point he said something to coach Otz right after I committed, kind of joking and coach Otz turned him down about playing both sports. But other than that, I don't think there's been much and, uh, uh, it's sweet what he's been doing with uh, the football program, and hopefully they have a, another really good year and keep building that too. What mm-hmm. if they did like an arm wrestling match for your commitment? Like TJ's with <laughs> dude, I, dude. No one's beating I, TJ. I, th- I don't. Dude, he. I, I think a little bit is the undersized polos too. I'm not. Mediums like, maybe. Mediums. <laughs> but I mean, dude, he's still. Yeah, like, you guys exactly. ever give him shit for that? Like, like. I, do you like do the players? You guys ever like chirp for a little bit? Like, hey, TJ, you know, like there are other sizes of clothing a little bit, or like, <laughs> a little bit. Some some of the guys will say stuff like that. The other coaches will. Um, yeah, I think it's nice his humor and stuff like that. He can take it and all that. And, but yeah, I think I I got him winning that arm wrestling contest for sure. That's fair. <laughs> Good question, dude. That might have been the question of the day. Um, <laughs> So this is actually one of my last, I got two more questions if you're cool with it. Um, so you played with Taman in AAU and you played against Demarion in high school. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Demarion's your roommate right now. You know, was there some, you know, camaraderie that you built with them that really kind of helped propel you to Iowa state or, um, you know, just, just that familiarity of people that you've seen play or people that you've played with. You're like, okay, I, he's a dog. Like I, I can play with him and I know that this will be a great team. Um, you know, just talk to me a little bit about what your relationship was with the Marion and Taman and, and obviously kind of coming in and now being, you know, teammates at Iowa state. Yeah. So first off, uh, there's four of us in the room or, uh, apartment. And, uh, so me and Damari and they're like upstairs and then we have their main level and then in the basement, Taman and Jeremiah Williams. So, Jeremiah okay us three are all together and then Jeremiah is with us so uh it's been nice with that and that's been going really well then yeah for your question uh getting no taming through AU is a blast I mean uh we had two years together and uh it was just nice he's a great kid a great basketball player um kind of quiet and stuff like that literally what you would want in a roommate uh exactly what you would want he's not gonna annoy you but he's still going to talk to you and have conversations with you. So I really Who's like the him. worst roommate. <laughs> Who doesn't do the dishes? I, I can't throw up names on that one. Like, he, I, someone came to his name. You saw yeah. <laughs> Who's the messiest. I'm, I'm not answering that. <laughs> I, honestly, you know, 
it's it's not bad. Like we've all been really good, I think. And uh, there might have you been living with Yes, but there's nobody that's been bad at all. How long have you been living with them? Uh, middle of June or June okay. 10th. Okay, yep. You're, it's it's okay. I would say if it's only been like a week or something, then yeah. then it's like <laughs> you haven't got a true uh, experience yet. And then with Demarian, uh, yeah, it's been nice uh, playing against him. Kind of got to know him at a couple visits last year, so that was nice. Um, kind of just texting here and there to get to know each other. And then once he committed, kind of texting again for a while. But then during the season, we obviously played them. It was a really good game and fun. Talked to him before the game and stuff. And then uh, we played in the all-star game uh, together after the year was over. And we were on the same team. So uh, played two games together. So that was really nice, too. I was with him the whole day. Um, so, yeah, had a really good relationship with him by the time we got here. So that was really nice. And then same thing with him. Really good kid and all that. So. I love it. I feel like, by the way, Eli, any other time you want to hop on, even just say hi or say, hey, you know, I got to get something off my chest, which I'm predicting that will be eight months from now. Like, all right, I'm fed up with the Marion. He is an awful roommate. I need to project it to the world. Something like that. You're, you're more than welcome to come on. That's my bold prediction, Newt. Going to be tired of Demarion? <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know. I, I don't even know Demarion. So I... He doesn't deserve this from me, but yeah, just first name out of your roommates that came to my mind. Sure, it's Damarian. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we're all right by then. I hope we're still going strong. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Well, Newt, do you have any last minute questions? I got one more. No, you take it. Okay. So in the Minnesota State basketball tournament, your senior year, last game, you finished with 35 points, 14 rebounds four assists, eight steals in the third place game. So Caledonia finished the year 29 and two hell of a record. Seriously. Congrats on a great season. Um, have you gotten back surgery from carrying that team yet? Uh, no, I have not. And it was a really fun team and uh, we had a lot of really good guys. So and good players. So that uh, was, uh, it was really fun. And no, I didn't carry that team. Like you're making it sound. And uh but yeah, it was nice. We, uh, again, that's a group you grow up playing with your whole life and all that. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. And unfortunately we lost in the semis and ended with third, but, uh, it was a really fun year and great experience. And, uh, that's something you'll cherish the rest of your life and you're never going to get to play with them guys. And, uh, so it's just a whole different, uh, situation that you love and, uh, will definitely miss. I love that. You know, this is how we can tell you're an Iowa State athlete because you're so much younger than us, but you're still way more mature than us. Newton and I joke all the time. There's no way we could play for Coach Oss. There's no way we could play for Coach Campbell. We're just not mature enough. So uh, you, you're doing a really good job with these uh, dumb questions. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Trying to get me to mess up. <laughs> no, I mean, and to your credit, uh, to your teammates' credit, one person does not lead you to a 29 and two season. So I'm sure you, you had an incredible team again, congrats on an amazing senior year. I mean, finalist for Minnesota, Mr. Basketball. I mean, Minnesota has been producing talent like crazy for just so long. So um, seriously, congrats on all of your success. Um, I wish you the best of luck. I am so pumped to watch you these upcoming years. And uh, yeah, Newt, do you have anything else before we close out today? 
keep the mustache. Just, just, just roll with it. It'll be, I'll it'll be a look. Up. It'll be a look. All right. And that, you get yeah. students. Students will be wearing the mustache soon. Like it, it, it's, it'll, it'll have this little snowball effect. I'm, I'm just saying, you, you could, you could be a, a, a trailblazer with it. So. Yep. Yeah. And no, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I know uh, I'm excited for the season and the rest of the team is and going to keep working and look forward to getting in Hilton in front of that crowd. All right. Love it, man. We're pumped to watch you. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, one last thing we do before we close out, we just give our listeners a quick little roll clone. So Eli, thank you again so much and roll clones. Roll clones. Thanks, Eli. Roll clones, baby. See you. Thanks. Thanks.